old-fashioned football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Ray for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. I am your host, J-Mark. You can find me on Twitter at JMarkFootball. But before I keep going, let me bring in my co-host. You can find her on Twitter at J-Mark's Wifey. You can call her Murmur. How you doing today? Murmur. Murmur. Did I say murmur? (laughs) Sometimes the intros just get a going everywhere. I I guess. I guess they do. I'm doing great. It's been a good day. It's feeling more and more like summer versus like the transition from spring to summer. It's like we get a shorter and shorter spring every year, but we just are coming off of a, a great week. And I know it's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday. It feels like yesterday could have been a week in and of itself, but we're coming off of a really good weekend with family. Our niece Toby turned three. She did turn three. She is a little firecracker. Oh man. And yeah, our our other other niece did not hesitate to, to remind me that school is out for the summer on May 26th. And are they going to see us on May 26th? And did we know that they get out early at like 1:15 on the 26th if we wanted to see them then? <laughs> That's I funny. think they're excited to come stay with us this summer and yes. we're going to have to get planning that. It was soon. mentioned several times by both of them. In fact, our 3-year-old was disappointed in us that we didn't bring our house. She said, where's your house? I said, well, I didn't bring it with me. And she said, why? (laughs) Couldn't fit it in the car. You're going to need to work on that. Yeah, right? (laughs) Something to work on. I'll do my best. (laughs) Um, I just got done mowing. You mentioned summer. Well, it is summer, and that means that I can barely keep up with the outdoor chores, it seems like. We just mowed, and it's like, we watched the rain grow, like, the rain grow. We watched the grass grow like three inches overnight when it rained on Sunday. It was. But I but intense. I did get to uh, pet a little baby bunny. So he wasn't little, little, but he was pretty small. So there was that. That makes for a good day. We're kicking off our division previews. Yeah, we're going to be going through each division and giving kind of a fantasy football preview of that division. And today is, in my very biased opinion, the best... Actually, I have stats to back it up. I'll bring that later. The best division in the league. (laughs) All right. Well, in my unbiased opinion, it is the best division in the league. And it's going to be a division with... That looks a lot different, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Because finally, and the first time in what, 18 years? Uh, Something like that? That may be too long. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is not in this division. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, we're talking about the <laughs> NFC North, the Lions, the Vikings, the Packers, 
and our beloved bears. It's interesting to me that you chose to say the bears last. I don't think I've ever talked about the NFC North and listed bears last. It's always bears, Vikings, Lions, Packers, bears, Lions, Vikings, Packers. Apparently you have never heard the saying to save the best for last. It's the bears. (laughs) Yeah, the best for last. (laughs) Um, Quick update for those that listened last week with our non-football talk. We did get our new nerd goggles But you can't wear yours. They make you dizzy. They make me sick to my (laughs) stomach. I feel like I want to vomit. You think it's the anti-glare stuff for the computers that does it? No, Justin. I think I was. I don't wear my glasses at work. I don't need them when I'm looking at a computer. But when I work really long hours, like I think I made the mistake of telling my eye doctor, like I don't have any issues. But sometimes, like at the end of a really long workday, my eyes hurt from too much screen time. Right. Um, and for me, I only need them while I'm working. Yeah. That's like, the I need only mine time to I drive and there is no way I can wear these things and drive. I will be <laughs> swerving all over, pulling over to throw up. Yeah. I have to have them replace the lenses yes. and I have not called. Well, we're waiting for our sunglasses. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good time to do it anyways, to give them the pair back, tell them to fix it. But I'm excited to get our sunglasses too. Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of double visions, no. <laughs> what are we drinking today? Today we are drinking Yellowstone Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and it is single barrel from their hand-picked collection. This is perfect because I've actually been uh, You're wa- re-watching Yellowstone. Yeah, yeah, I've been re-watching Yellowstone. Didn't more episodes come out? Not yet. I oh, thought they did. You but lied to me. No, no, no. The internets lied to me. No, you're wrong. You're just, you were wrong. <laughs> no, As it specifically said, <laughs> new Yellowstone. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Justin. Okay. Um, anyways, yes, I, I've been rewatching Yellowstone. I love that show. It is very good. Before we continue and talking about the NFC North, which by the way, make sure you keep coming back because we have NFC North this week. We have the AFC South Next week, and special guest. Yes, Victoria Edie Butler of uh, Uncle Nearest. Yeah, yep. I'm so excited to hear all the history there. And then in two weeks, we have the NFC South with Brandon Cook and Brian. I am sorry, Brian, I'm blanking on your last name, but Distillers at Foundry Distillery, which is also going to be exciting because we're going to be on location. Yes, Our we first on-location uh podcast so that's gonna be exciting make sure you keep checking back to old-fashioned football but before we get to the nfc north let's give a shout out to our sponsors shady rays is teaming up with the sgpn for shady may not only do you get an amazing 50 percent off but you also have a chance to win 500 dollars. shady rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles and much more shady rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and that's not all shady rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements that's right if you lose your pair even on day one they already told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. Now, if you lose that pair, maybe they'll ask a question. But the first one, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team has your back. 
Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. What are you waiting for? All right. I did the NFL Gambling Podcast earlier today, as you know, Mm -hmm. and Rod did the ad reads. He was the host of the show. It was Rod, Ryan, and myself, Ryan being Moneyline, Um, and... Because of Shady May and Shady Ray being so similar, he kept mixing them. And he said that he doesn't think he'll ever be able to just call it Shady Ray anymore. It's going to be Shady May. So he said, thanks, Sean and Kramer, for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Why don't we jump into this and talk about the Lions? Do you want to talk about the Lions? Yeah, I guess if you want to get a... If if we want to start with the Lions, sure. I mean, you did leave the Bears for last. I saved the the best (laughs) for last. Yes. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about their quarterback situation, mm-hmm. Jared Goff. And worth noting, his backup, Hennon Hooker, the rookie, I don't think he'll play this year. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't see I don't see Hennon Hooker playing. I think next year is a very strong possibility, and I'm very excited for his future, even though he's a lion. That's mm-hmm. the, uh, the bad part. Um, can you run us through a little bit of Jared Goff last year? Yeah, last year he finished the season with 290.3 fantasy football points. He was a top five quarterback in four different weeks. Um, Now, you and I really got into this last night (laughs) about him and Kirk Cousins. And math was apparently hard for you, but it just... Yeah, anyway. (laughs) There are some changes and upgrades with the Lions, with their new running backs. They have a new tight end. And Jamison Williams, one of their wide receivers, is suspended. Yeah. Currently. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say several wide receivers were suspended, but I feel like he's the only name that matters in that. Now, it's just six games, but still, that's six games. Now, I have like this. I find this interesting because currently Jared Goff in a fantasy football price in a non-super flex is valued at a dollar. He was the 10th ranked quarterback in non-PPR leagues last year. Or not non-PPR, half PPR. Half PPR. Let's get this right. I guess it probably doesn't matter in whether they were PPR or not since he wasn't catching anything. Well, we're just going off of... we. I get, okay, shut up. The, the look you just gave me. Gosh, I wish we were live just for that look. That would have had like a million hits, I feel like. Just the unamused, shut up. I'm just saying all Don't of our talk rankings, back to me. <laughs> we do all of our rankings on our show in half PPR. I know that a quarterback doesn't, you, you're Anyways, sleeping on the couch. That is interesting <laughs> because I'm sure there are more than 10 quarterbacks that are over a dollar. Yeah, well, he really did. I think of Jared Goff and I cannot get Jared Goff sucks island out of my <laughs> mind when I think of Jared Goff and it's the Lions. Right. But fantasy football points at the end of last year, he did rank 10th. Well, the thing about the Lions is, and it's been this way for several years, mm-hmm. even when Matt Stafford was there, Matt Stafford was fantasy relevant because they're always playing from behind. Mm-hmm. Almost always. I mean, yes. they, they I mean, historically... It's, it's the Lions. Right. Historically, they have not been good. Now, they are the division favorites this year for whatever reason, but historically, they haven't been good. Mm-hmm. They've made some upgrades on their defense. Yes. And I wonder if they're going to be playing from behind as much. That's definitely something to consider, mm-hmm. I feel like. Now, I want to take a look at their running back situation because yeah. they're 
Their running backs last year were very valid running backs in the league, and they're both gone. Right. Swift last year had 143.1 points. He was traded to the Eagles. Yeah. And Jamal Williams, who I kept saying all season, like, he's my guy, he's my guy. He finished with 213.9 points. That's a lot more than Swift. You said it a little too many times for my liking. But (laughs) if I ever meet Jamal Williams, we're going to have a a Pokemon And now Jamal Williams is with the Saints. (laughs) I have super high hopes for him with the Saints. I hope he has the same success. I'm excited to see what he does there. You breezing over my Pokemon battle with Jamal Williams comment? (laughs) No, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I said if I ever meet him... Because he keeps say, because you keep saying your guy. If I ever meet him in person, we're having a Pokemon battle. <laughs> Is so. he the? He wore like a Eevee, an Eevee hat. Yes. Okay. Anyway, the best. Anyways, and yes. they asked him about it. And yes. He's like, it's an Eevee. <laughs> Something I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so he's kind of he's kind of a nerd. He anyway, is. they now have Jameer Gibbs, rookie. We have no stats to go on. F- compared to fantasy football for last year. Right. I'm excited for him. Last year at Alabama, he had 926 rushing yards, seven touchdowns, 44 receptions, 400 and look at four is my lucky number. 44 (laughs) receptions, 444 receiving yards. Look at all those fours and three receiving touchdowns. Would have been perfect if he had four receiving touchdowns. I know. It kind of let me down there. What's (laughs) up with that? So I... His current fantasy football price is $26, and I think that's on par. Yeah, I'm torn on this one because of the other guy. Well, I guess we haven't mentioned him yet, but their other running back, David Montgomery. David Montgomery Mm -hmm. stolen from us. Last year for Chicago, he had 143.7 points. Current price is a dollar. Now, I want you to, like, take a look at that, like... Compared he, to Swift, he had 0.6 more points. Mm-hmm. So for me, and I go ahead, feel. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I really feel like Montgomery is a Swift replacement in terms of how they use Swift, and Jamal was getting a lot of that. Like you know, I I could be wrong. I'll have to look, but I think Gibbs is closer to a Swift size than a Williams size. Williams is more well, of a bruiser. But, but look at all that receiving. Yeah, in PPR, I don't think there's any doubt that Gibbs is going to light it up. Right. They have already said that they plan on using him as a running back and a wide receiver. So they, well, there you go. Yeah. That's so much value. Yeah. No, I he agree. is going to put then that that just like yeah seals the deal. <laughs> He's going to be putting up Jamal Williams numbers on that offense, who relies on their running backs. That offense thrives on the running backs. Yeah, I'm just. I'm curious how this mix is going to go because I think David Montgomery is still a very good running back. He's and, a guy Swift that was, was still a, put up good points last year too. Well, I think they finished in the twenties, right? So you're probably looking at flex. Or yeah, but close still, to that's a RB two in a twelve person team. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just I Swift's problem was he was injured more often. I don't mm-hmm. think David Montgomery will you know have that issue. And I think they won't manage his workload as much. I I don't know. This is just going to be really interesting for me. This is Mm -hmm. in this division. This is the second hardest backfield, I'll say. Well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll get into that. (laughs) It's going to be an interesting backfield. Mm -hmm. I do like Gibbs for his future, for Keeper, Dynasty, all that stuff. I just don't know if I want to spend $26 personally. I would much rather spend a dollar on David Montgomery because that's his current price. To me, that far outweighs the value than spending 26 on Gibbs. How old is David Montgomery? He's like 25. He's a young dude. 
Not for running backs. He's a young dude. No. Okay. I'm I'm whipping out this stat for you early. Prime age for running backs in the NFL mm-hmm. is 21 to 23. That's just rookies, they, basically. Because they get injured because they're workhorses. Yeah. And that 20, 21 to 23 makes up like 34% of the league's running backs are going to be prime in that age That's a good range. guess. He's 25. Sorry, go on. Is he 25? He's 25, yeah. Okay. but So mid to mid-20s. So 21 to 23, maybe in the mid-20, but past that, I don't know. Yeah. I just I still think he's got a lot of football left in him. But it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how this backfield. I, I don't fault anybody for drafting either of them. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Just for me, when I go into my draft, I feel like if David's sitting there and nobody's bidding on him, I'll bid the $2. If Jameer gets to that 24, 25, I'm probably out. Just personally. I would like to get him at more of a deal, but I think he's going to be something. And if you're drafting for a keeper league, dynasty league, like yeah. I think that he is worth it. Rookie draft, you taking him in the top five. Bijan, we already have said, is going 101. Mm-hmm. If there's not quarterback needy teams and it's not super flex, are you thinking you might take Gibbs in the top five? Possibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think in my league he will go, but we'll see. Before we keep talking about the Lions, we got to get paid once more. Now, Miranda, we met a long time ago. I don't even think dating apps were a thing. In fact, it was just a, you're giving me a look like they were a thing. How long ago do you think we met? 13 years. Were dating apps a thing then? It wasn't like eHarmony. Like... I guess I have, let's let's back up. <laughs> I have no experience with dating apps. I don't either, but like <laughs> online dating was a thing when we met. Okay. Well, I don't think people our age were necessarily online dating. Nowadays, <laughs> there's all these apps. Not people our age now. I just need to clarify. People our age then okay. were probably not doing online dating. All right. Well, if they were like me, they were just going to Facebook, browsing their friends' profiles and being like, hey, who's that chick? Can you in- introduce me? But confidence is key when it comes to dating. We know this because we watch the OC. Confidence, Cohen. But if you struggle to find worthwhile connections, it can be difficult to feel your best when meeting new people. With TalkFi, you feel confident that you're meeting someone special who is picked just for you. I can't imagine doing online dating these days, but TalkFi, they make it easy. Talkify is the country's number one modern matchmaking service that is designed to help you achieve relationship success. Great success. <laughs> Their trusted compatibility specialists hand select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Just like married at first sight, but it's just dating. Here's how it works the Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Ooh, maybe you want one with brains. Then they will select and screen potential match candidates for you, doing background checks, video interviews, and asking the tough questions that are too awkward for first dates. I'll be honest, I wish I had had the background check on you before we started dating. From there, your matchmaker plans your date introductions and handles all communications for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Because who needs more stress these days? Talkify is committed to finding your match 80% of clients meet their person within the first 12 matches. I like those odds. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's Talkify, T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com 
slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Now, back to old-fashioned football. Thank you for being the most distracting person. Everyone, I'm trying to get through <laughs> I couldn't like, help okay, myself. I can, do it. I can do this. <laughs> Could not help myself. Talkify sounds exciting for you single folks out there. I don't envy you, but it sounds like they make it easy. Anyways, shall we talk about these wide receivers that Jared Goff will be throwing to? Yes. Let's Starting with Amonra St. Brown. Yes. Last year, he had 161.6 fantasy points. He had three weeks at the top five. His current price is $28. And he finished in half PPR leagues, eighth ranked wide receiver. And he was receiving in those half PPR leagues, Justin. <laughs> He's not like the quarterback. He was receiving the ball. Are you drafting him at $28? <clears throat> Possibly. Mm. This is interesting because... It is because he has golf throwing to him. I know. Well, <laughs> who was a top 10 quarterback? I know. You just it's got just really hard me. to... It's hard to accept those statistics. <laughs> That's fair. Um, what I was going to say is this is interesting because we will do our top 10 previews mm-hmm. for each position. But with these division previews, you're getting an insight on our thoughts on a lot of players. Yes. We want to give you what we think. So am, what do you think, Justin? I, I think that Amon St. Brown is very talented. I think he's a young dude. He's 23. He's 23. He's a young dude. It just depends on my team and how it's shaping up because $28 seems like a uh, a lot because I don't think he'll be top 10 again. That's just my opinion. I don't think he's going to be top 10 again. They have some new competition in the receiving group, and I think they're going to run this ball more with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. You're making a face because of the new I, receiving. Is well, that why you're making the but face? But look at the other receivers they have are Jamison Williams, who's suspended. Right, right. And Marvin Jones, Mr. who's doing Jones. his second stint with the Lions. Yeah. He's 33. Do you think like he came back to be done with the Lions? Um, Maybe. To retire. To retire as they a Lion. retire, yeah. Uh, they also have rookie tight end Sam Laporta. That's kind of... Another guy I think that he's mm-hmm. going to compete with. They've said Jameer Gibbs is going to receive. Yep. I think they're going to. He's going to. But compete I with think him. that that. I think of these wide receivers, just these three that we're going to talk about with Amonra St. Brown, Jameson Williams, and Marvin Jones. Amonra St. Brown is the clear number one. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think he still has fantasy value. Yeah. My so we've talked about this from a gambling aspect on the NFL Gambling Podcast, and the guys kind of agree that. A favored Lions team, which this is the favorite to win the division, is scary. We've never seen the Lions as a favorite. No. Why? I don't understand that. I'm really excited about the Bears this year. Like, I don't understand (laughs) this. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. When you put these expectations and the hype into a Lions team, if you look at the history when they've gone into games as favorites, Mm -hmm. they don't do well. And I think there's going to be some regression this year. Mm -hmm. I think they will regress because of that. So the whole team has me a little just leery. Just I'm keeping that in the back of my head when I'm looking at these guys. But for me, if somebody is worth having on the Lions, it's Amon Ross St. Brown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> How about Jameson Williams? We talked about him when he got suspended. Obviously, he was injured most of last year. Yeah, he only had 14.1 points last year. Yeah. And his current price is a dollar. I don't, I don't know. I'm not high on him mm-hmm. right now. So I, I turned down some trades for him, just but that's in a dynasty. And he's I a twenty two year old guy that I think for a dollar, 
If you can get him for that dollar, right? maybe later on, that would be a good pickup. If I have the bench space, I'd rather have him for a dollar than the free agency $3 price, right. obviously. So, yeah, no, I So agree. I think he's something when you're looking to, if you're like me, and sometimes you just blow your money on top of players, <laughs> and then you have to fill in some of your roster with $1 players, he would be one I would target. Yeah. Marvin Jones, like you said, second stint. He is 33. Last year, he was with the Jags, 70.9 points. He obviously wasn't a main focus Mm-mm. of their offense. But the last time with the Lions, now, granted, that was with Stafford, not Goff. Yes. He had 151.8 points. That was in 2020, three years ago. Do you think he's going to be closer to that 70.9, or can he get to that 151.8? I don't think he's going to get to the 151.8. A happy medium in between, you think? I don't even know that, because like you said... With Gibbs going to be receiving some of the time, you have Amonra St. Brown, who is their clear number one wide receiver, and Sam Laporta, rookie tight end, coming in as a receiving option. I don't see him putting up 151 points. No, I agree. I He's going to be the wide receiver, too, in the first six weeks on their team. But mm-hmm. but after that, don't, don't you think Jamison yeah. Williams is going to come in and take that spot? I do. I do. And that's why I declined trades to mm-hmm. get him off my team. Let's talk about their tight ends real quick. We already talked about Sam Laporte. He's a rookie. Now, last year, they had Hawkinson, who prior to the trade had 59.5 points as their tight end one. And he was a second-ranked tight end finishing out last season all all together mm-hmm. with after okay yep so in half ppr and the thing i really like about sam laporta landing on this lions team is he came from iowa tj hawkinson came from iowa they're not exactly the same person obviously they obviously. are different people <laughs> but i think he can start to simulate some of that success that hawkinson has had i think he's going to plug in nicely He's got some of the same some of the same skill set. Mm-hmm. And for a dollar, I'm taking Sam Laporta. I'm taking a flyer on Sam Laporta. Do I think he's gonna be a top ten tight end this year? No. But next year I think he could be. What are your they, thoughts? You're the tight end expert. Maybe. We'll have to see. Okay. <laughs> I don't prejudge my tight ends. <laughs> Gotta see them in action. Um <laughs> See your tight ends in action. (laughs) Uh, They also have Brock Wright. Yes. He had 45.6 fantasy points last year at a dollar. I don't think he's worth the pickup. It's interesting because he's also a very young guy. I think he was a Mm -hmm. rookie last year. And they, uh, I thought they traded it Hawkinson because of belief in Brock Wright. But drafting Sam Laporta as early as they did tells me that's not the case. No. So. And yeah, I don't. As a Lions tight Well, I know Hawkinson was a way top tight end. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a second ranked tight end at the end of last year. But I just, I don't know. Quick recap. We're both in on golf for a dollar. Jameer Gibbs, you are in on. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't think I am at He's that the guy. price. David Montgomery, I'm in. Were you in on him for a dollar? For a dollar? Yeah. Possibly. Depends on how my roster is shaping. Yes, for a dollar. They're going to rely on him. So yes, for Amon a dollar. Ross St. Brown for $28. Around there. Around there. I'm I I'm very conflicted on that one. Mm-hmm. Jameson Williams, a dollar, yes. Marvin Jones, you're staying away. I don't know. I see a little upside if only in the first six weeks. If you plan on trading him and make sure that nobody else only sees his value in the first <laughs> six weeks. Or for a dollar, you can drop him mm-hmm. after six weeks. Sam Laporta, yes, for a dollar. Brock Wright, we're mm-hmm. both out on. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the Vikings. 
at quarterback, Kirk Cousins. The Vikings are coming off of an amazing year last year. Yes. Disappointing won, finish. Won the division, but... Mm-hmm. But there are some changes on this team, too. However, I think enough of the key pieces are there. Yeah. I think they're going to have another good year. Yep. Which is why the Lions being the division <laughs> leaders when you have the Vikings coming off of one of the best years in a long time. And the Bears, I'm just excited about what they're doing. So Vegas <clears throat> thinks the Vikings will have regression. And nobody ever believes in the Bears but us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Kirk Cousins, last year, he had 305.6 fantasy points. He was a top five quarterback in three different weeks. That's one less than Jared Goff. Yes, but remember our conversation last year? How many single-digit games last night? That's the only reason I said it. (laughs) How many single-digit games did Goff have last year? Too many to have him as your quarterback one. Yeah. In your lineup. Still finished top 10. Still finished top 10. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Kirk Cousins no longer has Adam Thielen, but they do have the addition of Jordan Addison. Yeah. I don't know that Thielen, not having Thielen, changes how well this offense is going to do because I think that it's going to give more value. He was becoming more of a liability, Mm -hmm. it seemed like. He had injuries, uh, was kind of in and out. Now, great player, great veteran, um, but I agree with you. I don't know if it's going to be a hurt, especially with who's replacing him. Exactly. Now, current fantasy football value is $9, and I think that that's pretty accurate. He was a seventh-ranked quarterback in half PPR. For me, if I'm spending more than $5 on a quarterback, it's got to be a rushing reliable. quarterback. He's reliable. Yeah. If you don't have options. Yeah, if I don't have options, sure, mm-hmm. I'll spend it. But I'm going to for sure target a rushing quarterback, even I if I think it costs everyone is going to cost or cost target <laughs> a rushing quarterback. <laughs> so $9 you're in? Possibly. And for that reason, I'm out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look at their running backs. The running backs have not changed. Yes. They still have Delvin Cook. Last year, 198.8 points. Top five finished twice last year. Current price is 32. He was the 10th ranked running back in fantasy last year. Do you know offhand how old Delvin Cook is? I did, but I did not. 27. He's 27. Yeah. He is outside of the prime age for running backs, but that doesn't mean he's not a good running back. He is talented. For $32, I'm staying away, and here's I, why. Oh, go I ahead. agree with that. Okay. There was a lot of talk this offseason about them potentially trading him, Ooh, him getting mm-hmm. cut, you know, and I just, you said he was going to be a dolphin, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah, you said he was going to be a dolphin, so <laughs> I, I, to me, this team feels like maybe... They're wanting to hand the reins a little more to Alexander Madison. Do you think that he can step in and be a top 10 running back? No, but I do think the Vikings might look more towards a 50-50 split to keep Dalvin Cook a little more fresh. Mm-hmm. So regard, I don't so think you, either you of them are So you definitely think that 10. he's going to get more than the 73.4 points he got last season. I do. I think they're going to even out a little bit more. Cook's going to drop. Matt Madison's going to go up. And I don't think either one of them are going to be worth drafting, to be honest, unless it's at a, a really good value for Cook. Just my opinion. All right. I've been wrong before. <laughs> you have many times. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? I knew you'd, you'd jump <laughs> on that. Wide receivers. They have Justin Jefferson. Need yes. I say more? He is prime age for a wide receiver. And 
and what looked what stood out to me when I was looking at his stats. You're like, yes, get away from the age. No, <laughs> eight weeks as a top five receiver. Uh-huh. That's half of your fantasy football season. That is half of your fantasy football season. He was the number one wide receiver for fantasy last year. But is he worth the sixty two dollars? He still. I think this offense. I know you're saying regression. I don't know if he's going to stay number one, but he's going to still be top 10. Yeah. It, I, I feel like we're starting to see a shift in pricing from elite running backs to elite wide receivers. Are you kind of noticing that? I have been. And I think that is because so many teams are doing a running back split now. Yeah. agree. To preserve and the ob- health of their running backs. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, you have all, you have three, four Sometimes only two wide receivers on the field at once, but we're starting to see these elite guys really able to take over. Mm-hmm. They're not being able to be covered, and they're really standing out more than your top running backs are, and it's really interesting to me. For $62, I have trouble spending that on anybody. That's a lot. I've yes. done it before. We know every year that. I'm going to spend $60 <laughs> on a player. It happens every year. I don't know if Justin Jefferson is the one. Do you know off the top of your head what number two was, like points-wise? Points-wise? Yeah. If not, um, it's fine. I'm just kind no, of No, but it was Devontae Adams. Okay. Devontae Adams. All right. It was Devontae Adams, you said? Mm-hmm. Okay. He was only at 235. I, I was just curious how far down number two was. Okay, That's but not that 235, far, but... but now he has Jimmy G throwing to him. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's going to be back there. No. At all. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Well, we just said Amon Ross St. Brown ranked eighth last year and had 161 points. You're looking at an 80-point difference from number one to number eight. That That's is a crazy. lot. Yeah, That's it is. significant. Yes. You have to... So where you had to previously maybe spend a bulk of your budget on a top running back, you need to spend it on a top wide receiver. And, and draft, or a top tight end. And draft David Montgomery for all, $1. I am all for spending a huge chunk of change on a top tight end because it makes a difference in your season. I think looking at that, the 80-point difference between the first wide receiver and the eighth shows me how much he is above other people. But a lot has changed, too. Yeah. A lot has changed. The only, so the only thing that scares me is they're going to double-team him. Mm-hmm. But I think they were doing that last year. He's had three seasons now since his rookie year of over 1,400 yards. That is insane. It is insane. He He's a heck of a wide receiver. Yeah, you so, can say hell. He's a hell of a wide receiver. He's a hell of a wide receiver, Justin. <laughs> I can say what I want. And then, so we mentioned already, Jordan Addison coming in as a rookie. Last year at USC, 59 receptions, 875 passing yards, eight touchdowns. The year before that... At Pitt, he had 100 receptions, 1,593 receiving yards, and 17 touchdowns. His current price is only at $4. I'm all over that. Mm-hmm. Jordan Jordan Addison is my pick for Rookie of the Year. All right. Because I think the defense focuses on Justin Jefferson, on TJ Hawkinson, and on stopping this run game. There's nobody else left to cover Addison. So I really think he's going to be able to come in and dominate as a rookie, and I will be targeting him so I'm sure we'll fight over that. If you agree, are you on Addison? I am. Yeah. I am. They also have KJ Osborne. Only he didn't even put up 100 points last year. I he's valued at a dollar. I think he's still going to be third string behind Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison. Agreed. And then going into their tight ends. So I just take a look at this. So like they're saying 
The Lions are going to win the division. And the, what? Why I, are you I see where you're going me? with this and already. And <laughs> the Vikings are going to have regression. Kirk Cousins, all right? Yeah. Seventh ranked quarterback for better, fantasy. Better than Goff. Delvin Cook, 10th ranked running back. Better than Justin Swift. Jefferson, number one wide receiver in fantasy last year. By 80 points over Amon Ross St. Brown. Yes. TJ Hawkinson, number two ranked wide, or tight end last year for fantasy. They have a top 10 in every single position. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they would not be the favorite. Like there is talent on this offense. Right. Agreed. The addition of TJ Hawkinson, I think, is huge. Yeah. Now, he averaged less points per game on the Vikings than on the Lions. I know a lot of fantasy people and fans and managers and everything wanted to point that out. But I really think that's because the Vikings had Justin Jefferson. Mm -hmm. If you have a dude like Justin Jefferson, you keep slinging him the ball. Mm -hmm. So, to me, that doesn't devalue him. This Kevin O'Connell is a great offensive mind and i think they're going to get hawkinson involved plenty mm-hmm. and he's 18 dollars. i think i'm definitely all in on that for a number two ranked tight end mm-hmm. your top tight ends don't are they're pretty steady so you think he's going to be better than kyle pitts this year i would put <laughs> our life savings on it <laughs> don't do that kyle pitts will break out if you do that don't do that okay but yes <laughs> He is worth the money. $18 to get a number two tight end if he stays number two. That's yeah. huge. And great value in your fantasy. When you, tight ends are like you have four or five. Uh, Taysom Hill was like fifth ranked. After that, it's a drop off. Yeah. No, agreed. So Kirk Cousins, maybe for mm-hmm. me, yes for you. Dalvin Cook, I'm a no. Were you a yes I'm or a no? I'm a maybe. Or, you're a maybe. I don't know at 32, but Je- a maybe. Justin Jefferson, I'm a little nervous about the double teams, but when I'm, it depends on how I'm going to build my team out. Yeah, Jordan Addison, I'm a hell yeah. Four dollars, yes. T.J. Hawkinson, we're a yeah. Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about those gross Packers. This is where I am picking them for bottom of the league. Yeah, agreed. Right behind the Lions. Agreed. (laughs) So what's interesting to me when I was thinking about these players, you know, Aaron Rodgers finished fourth. In the division last year, out of the four quarterbacks, he was behind Goff, mm-hmm. Cousins, and Fields. I have no reason to believe Love will do better than Aaron Rodgers. No, I don't have any. I don't have faith in Love. Um, I'm staying completely away from that. Did you see? Just for some news, real quick, they didn't want to give him his fifth year option, which is on rookie contracts. You can give him a fifth year option, uh-huh. which extends them. And the the owner said, like, it's hard to do that for a guy that hasn't really played a game or a set of games or a season. But they did give him a whole one-year extension instead of the fifth-year option, which equated to less money. That's how much faith they have in Jordan Love. They'll give him that, that one year at less money. Less money. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is a young team. Yeah. They're going to have some growing pains, I feel like. Life yeah, it's going to be interesting. It, it's going to be, I think, shock for Packer fans. Oh, yeah. They have not. How been are they going to adjust this? to just these elite quarterbacks to Jordan Love? Right. Who I do not think will be an elite quarterback. I don't see that. Knowing our luck, they will be the last league in the team and end up getting. Um, well, they traded their first round pick, so they won't. I was going to say end up getting Caleb Williams from USC, who people are saying. Keep this in mind for next year, people. They're saying he's like 
Patrick Mahomes, but with better fundamentals. You know, a lot of people think Mahomes kind of gets lucky in his play, which I would agree with. He makes a lot of passes. It's like, okay, that had to have been luck. Um, Caleb Williams has better fundamentals, they say. So keep that in mind for your Debbie leagues and everything. Anyways, go on with Jordan Love. Well, not much to say. There's not much to say. Can we move on to running backs? Yeah, let's do running backs. (laughs) All right, Aaron Jones. Um, He was the ninth-ranked running back for fantasy last year with 189.6 fantasy points. He was a top-five running back twice. He is currently valued at $29. I... I, let me, before I give my opinion on that, let's talk about A.J. Dillon. Okay. He was, he had 139.6 fantasy points last year, so like 50 less than Aaron Jones. Yeah. He's a top five running back once, and he's valued at $9 less for 20. With love at the helm, I feel like the Packers are going to need to rely, maybe more so, Yeah. on the running backs. And I don't know if that's going to be like a, like we're we're seeing on all these leagues where Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon split more, yeah. Um, but I think either of these running backs are worth targeting. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I'm actually I think I'm a little more partial to AJ Dillon. To I was be, to be honest, kind of thinking that too. Um, AJ Dillon is also younger. I know it doesn't always matter, but I think about these things. <laughs> you got some against old guys. No, I'm, I'm I think up. that all of my leagues, except for like one, is a keeper league. So last, I don't know. I just yeah. kind of think about that. Last year, Aaron Jones had 213 carries. AJ Dillon had 186. That's pretty close to a 50 50 split. Kind of. You're 27 carries off. Yeah. When you're talking close to 200 Yeah, I guess you're right. When you're thinking up in that level, yes, it is close. And I think both of them are going to see – they're both. I think they're both going to be fantasy relevant this year. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Now, with those carries, A.J. Dillon only had 770 yards, where Aaron Jones had 1,121. That's a pretty big difference. It is a big difference. When you're talking 27 We're talking 50 fantasy point difference. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, no, I think that this is probably a backfield where you can go after both. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right, now let's look at their wide receivers. <clears throat> yeah. We have Christian Watson, who had 123.1. He did miss four games, but 123.1 points for fantasy last year. He was a top wide receiver three times, and he's currently valued at $6, which feels... Low. It feels low, but I think it's about right. It feels low, I think, but you're right because we don't know what Jordan Love's Mm going to do. Now, I'm going to have to say I'm in on this guy because we talked about my trade last last week that I made to get him on my team. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that is Dynasty, so it's a little different because I'm looking at his age and everything, but I I think he's going to be decent. I think he's going to be a decent. He's going to be the top option, in my opinion. I think so. Because of his age, he is the best option for a wide receiver being in their prime and having a high year. There you go. Just <laughs> just putting that out there. I definitely don't think it's Romeo Dubs. No, but he, he also, he missed five games last year. Right. Only about like 60 points. He's valued at a dollar. This tells you everything about the quarterback because Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Jaden Reed, who's a rookie, Dontavian yes. Wicks is also a rookie. 
Dobbs, Reed, and Wicks, all valued at a dollar. Yeah. Now, like we said, they have a lot of young guys in Watson, Dobbs, Reed, Wicks. Right, but that's not a lot of... I think that that shows lack of confidence in the quarterback. Yeah. Well, yeah, agreed. To me, though, they also... They drafted these wide receivers that they don't excite me. Jaden Reed might be okay. He is out of Michigan State. Their stats in college are not impressive. No. And so it's just really interesting that they drafted the guys they did. I mean, even if you jump down to the tight end, Luke Musgrave that they drafted... He was injured most of last year. He finished with 11 receptions. Only one touchdown. Yeah. So there's a lot. I mean, don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be bad NFL players. They could be a lot of untapped potential, but it's not going to be put on page this season, I don't think. No. So therefore, it's Christian Watson or bust in this receiving game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I I kind of I agree with you. And then. Yeah, four tight ends, Luke Musgrave and Tucker Kraft, both rookies. They had Robert Tunyon last year who came over to the Bears, which should be a good pickup for us. But, yeah, their tight end situation is a mess. It's just a mess. It I is. I don't want a part of it. <laughs> right. It the, It's weird that they drafted a tight end in the second and the third round. It's like they forgot. Yeah, But you're right. But, like two rookie tight ends, two rookie wide receivers, a quarterback who's never played a full season – and the other two receivers are just their second year. Mm-hmm. This is a new team. It's a it's a start over after Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. This is a stop the run if you're on defense and make mm-hmm. Jordan Love and these receivers try to beat you, in my opinion. It's like a team who didn't prepare for Rodgers leaving. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's kind of just what this is. Yeah. No, <laughs> or <agreed>. Rodgers <laughs> just taking all the Packers with him. Yeah. To New Lazard, York. <laughs> Cobb, you know, all them. Let's let's stop talking about the Packers because I don't think there's much to be excited about there no, fantasy wise. I'm excited to get into the Bears. Let's do it. Okay. Who's their quarterback again? Oh, Justin Fields. <laughs> Three hundred and seventy fantasy points last year. Top five five times. He is currently valued at twenty six dollars. He is the sixth ranked quarterback for last year's fantasy season. And I think that he has potential to just keep climbing. Yeah, no, I agree. He is a rushing quarterback. He is the Bears' number one running back. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Patrick Mahomes, by the way, top five, seven times. So he I was get, the number one quarterback. Yeah. Last year. Oh, eight times. Sorry. Eight so times. I thought Mahomes it'd be a is where closer. it's at. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be a little closer. <laughs> but he but. has. He reminds me of Mahomes. If and I if if we can build around him. A little bit. I would say Mahomes is a much better passer, mm-hmm. but Fields better is a passer, much but better Fields runner. Get there. Fields hasn't had good receivers to throw yeah. to. No, this is a team building around Fields. Yes, and, and we're doing it. Yeah. We're doing it right. So for running backs, um, last year we had David Montgomery, and he moved to the Lions. Montgomery had 143.7 points, as I said earlier. Khalil Herbert finished with 108 fantasy points he did miss four games so i think that that hurt his points there um obviously i feel like we if he was in those four games we might have seen closer to montgomery numbers yeah he had one top five finish he's valued at 16 dollars. well first did we say if we didn't we didn't say if we agree with fields value and i that's a lot for a quarterback 26 dollars, right Mm -hmm. it's a lot for a quarterback it is uh, I think I never elite, spend though. that on a quarterback, so that's just hard for me. Mm-hmm. For Fields, I would. 
But then think about that in a keeper league, like Uh in ours, I'd have, if I wanted to keep him. Well, I will tell you, you won't get him. Well, I know because you have him. I'm keeping him. Freaking (laughs) dollar. Three. I got him in a free agency. It might as well be a dollar. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. But $26 does seem like a lot. However, with his rushing ability and them improving on offense with receivers and everything else, Mm -hmm. I think he's worth it. I think he will be a top five quarterback. I agree. Okay, now back to Khalil Herbert. Yes. (laughs) Valued at $16. So we said we got rid of Montgomery, and we drafted Rashawn Johnson. He, last year, had 554 yards and five touchdowns. I I saw something Mm -hmm. that I wanted to read here. Let's see. Okay, here it is. So Rashawn, this is from Fantasy Pros. Rashawn Johnson posted a 49% missed tackle rate in 2022 while also finishing fourth in yards after contact per attempt among the 2023 draft class. Obviously, he was behind Bajan Robinson, but he would have been a lot better and higher in the draft if not. I've been talking myself out, or I've been saying that I don't want anything to do with this backfield because this team loves Khalil Herbert. This coaching staff has already said that. They brought in Donta Foreman, who was very successful Mm -hmm. for the Panthers last year, and they have Rashawn Johnson. I think this is going to be a three-headed monster, but it's hard not to be excited about Rashawn Johnson. Yes, I'm excited about him. And like you said, we brought on Donta Foreman from the Panthers in this offseason. Last year, he had 126 fantasy points. CMC was traded after week seven. So after that trade, he averaged over 11 fantasy points per game with two top five finishes. So he became relevant after CMC left. And so he's not a bum. He's not a bum. And because of that, when you look at these three, how do you draft a bears, a bears running back? Yeah. As an RB one for me. Yeah, no, I don't. You stay away from all of these guys. Agreed. The only one you go after is in keeper leagues for Rashawn Johnson. Mm -hmm. I feel like, because it's too risky. You can't spend your budget on running backs if it's a three t like if all three of them are going to be sharing time, which I see that. Yeah. The fantasy value for all of them drop. Yep. Now Foreman, he's only on a one year deal, so he could be gone next year. He could be. Herbert is, I believe, at the end of his contract. So this could be Roshan Johnson's backfield next year. But for now, I do think it's going to be bottlenecked. I, There's I gonna think be too so. many hands too, touching the ball. Mm-hmm. And so we'll just have to kind of see what you have R- Justin Fields. Exactly. I, how could we talk about running backs and not mention Justin Fields? He had more yards than any running back on the Bears right. <laughs> offense last year. More running backs. And he, was it more than them combined? I, I don't know. I'd have to look, but he will also get some of those red zone. Yes, t- uh, touchdowns. he will. So yeah. you have four running backs sharing time. Stay away from them in fantasy. I'm excited. Just football, like for football, for the Bears. Right. I'm excited for that. Fantasy-wise, stay away because I don't, you don't know what's going to happen there. And Fields is going to run. He's a running quarterback. Let's talk about some guys that I don't think we're going to stay away from. All right. The receivers. DJ Moore, also from the Panthers. Yeah. He had a down year last year. But I need to comment on this because this is comical. Yeah. He on the Panthers. He went through Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, Jacob Easton played in there. P- Baker Mayfield came back again, I think. PJ Walker, Sam Darnold. Like it was just yeah. a rotating, rotating those four quarterbacks. 
And he what had, a mess. How can you be consistent? Right. And he had 136 points. Is that right? 136.1. Now, that, I mean, if you were breaking it down, that's only 25 less than Amon Ross St. Brown. It is. And he had two top five finishes. So he did well considering what he was going through. They didn't have a true leader on that team. Right. Um, they they already released, the Bears already released a video of Fields throwing to DJ Moore. Oh, Talk about getting excited as a fan. <laughs> uh, I think I, I'm all in on DJ Moore. I think he's going to do yeah. awesome. Of $17, he is worth it. He's it, probably going to go for a little more. And this is not a receiver that I feel like you can double team because this rushing attack is too good. With Fields, these running backs, how they were the best running team in the league last year, you have to account for that. So you can't just double team your receiver. You have to watch that quarterback running. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's going to see a ton of double teams, to be honest. And let's talk about our other receivers. We have Darnell Mooney, who had a rocky start and then only played half the season due to an ankle injury. He had 61.5 points. He's valued at a dollar. If I miss out on DJ Moore... I'll go a dollar on Darnell Mooney all mm-hmm. day. I would go a dollar on Don- Darnell Mooney. We also have Chase Claypool, who did miss four games last season. Only 59 fantasy points, valued at a dollar. Yeah, we got him in a trade from the Steelers, so mm-hmm. it took him time to get acclimated, build that chemistry. I think he'll be better. Um, I'm worried that that second rounder we gave was too much, but I'm hoping he proves me wrong. Can I tell you something, Justin? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> this People are just going to be so tired of me saying these kinds of things. <laughs> I doubt it. But I just, I look at this. What is the prime age for <laughs> the peak year for wide receivers in the NFL? The average. Let's see. 21 to 23 was running backs. Uh, let's say 25. Is that right? 25 to 20, 27? 25, 26, 27. Okay. Somewhere in there. DJ Moore is 26. Darnell Mooney is currently 25. He'll turn 26 before beginning of the season chase claypool is 24 and will turn 25 this season young dudes prime prime (laughs) weapons hopefully i hope they just become weapons and that's not all our weapons no because we haven't even gotten to our tight ends cole Komet. um he had 97.3 points last year he had three top five finishes he's currently valued at six dollars and he's a seventh. He was the seventh ranked tight end at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Robert Tunyon from the Packers, and with the Packers, he only put up fifty nine points. He's valued at a dollar. I think Komet will probably go for more than six dollars in your leagues. I think so. Um, but I'm a little nervous because I think he'll share. Yeah, I'm a little field. nervous with Tanyan. Tanyan, sorry. And also, did you say Tanya? I said Tanyan. <laughs> I said like, Tanya. Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. um, I think Tanyan will eat into some of that. I, but I also think when it comes to the red zone, which Cole Komet kind of excelled at, DJ Moore is there, mm-hmm. and I think Fields is going to be inclined to look that way a little bit more. I don't know if I see Komet going seventh ranked again. I don't know if I do either. Yeah, but it was exciting. Yeah. To have him as if it's six dollars, I will take a stab. But I think based off of last year, I just have a feeling people there are could be go regression there, especially with the addition, yeah, of Tunyon. So there we go. Let's pick tops. Well, no, first. Oh, I just want to say, like, as I'm going through and I'm looking at where they finished last year, 
no matter which team they were on. The NFC North has three top 10 fantasy football quarterbacks. What? <laughs> what? Three. You mean the pitiful Lions, the bad Vikings, the pitiful poor Bears, and Aaron Rodgers? Three. <laughs> 30% of the top 10 quarterbacks for fantasy come from the NFC North. And zero of them were named Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> True. We also have two. It was three when Jamal Williams was on the Lions. Now he's with the Saints. So currently... Two of the top 10 running backs in the NFC North. Is that Jones and Cook? Yes. Yeah, okay. Two of the top 10 wide receivers in the NFC North and two of the top 10 tight ends in the NFC North. The NFC North, like when you're looking at that, 20% of your top tight ends and your top wide receivers and your top running backs are all in the NFC North. If you're not targeting players in the NFC North in your draft and you know what I mean? Like then get the that. fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, there's eight divisions in the league yeah. and one division has that much talent in the top 10 for all positions. It, and, and teams that you wouldn't associate with having right. the top fantasy production. But they so, are. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. I was like, really? Really? And, like I had to put it all together. I was <laughs> Even like, you questioned we, it. We have a lot. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and that's like, ex- that's exciting. And it makes you really like you have to target players for sure in the NFC North in your draft. Yeah. Speaking of target players, who's your top quarterback? I feel like obviously it's Justin Fields. There's Agreed. no question. Kirk Cousins is my second. Yeah. Goff in a flex. If you have like, like a super he, flex, super flex. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Top running back or two. If you want to throw two out top running back. This is a nasty Division for running backs, I think. It is. So, honestly, I'm targeting Gibbs. Okay. I'm going to target him. And then I'm between Cook. I'm like going to say all the teams here. (laughs) (laughs) Jones and Dylan. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Jones and Dylan. And I, I... Cook was good last year. Yeah. So my targets for at their price. I'm not saying they're going to be your top running backs, but mm-hmm. at their price. At their price? No, I'm. Hmm. AJ Dillon and David Montgomery for me. So we're going to. Well, this changes things at their oh, price. Sorry. sorry. Just. Okay. No, I'm just going targets. Yeah. Let's throw the price out. Still AJ Dillon and David Montgomery for me. Yeah. I think. That's who I would I know, go but I'm going to try to get Gibbs. All right. Wide receivers not named Justin Jefferson. Jeez. Because <laughs> well, I think Justin Jefferson well, obviously is, we uh, want, is obvious. Yeah. DJ Moore. Agreed. Amonra, St. Brown. I, I would take DJ Moore over him, to be honest. I think I would, too, which is weird. But yes, I would. Yeah. Maybe we're biased there. Tight that end. is bias coming out. Yeah. TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Agreed. Sam Laporta as a backup. Like, if I had to pick a second one, Mm -hmm. I would take Sam Laporta. I think he's going to do well, for sure. I think, I don't know, I'm Who are you going with besides Hawkinson? Komet? You gave me a look. Mm. That's what I think. No. No? I'm not. We just got done saying. I know. I just. No. So your other, the only other option, in my opinion, (laughs) is Laporta. It is Laporta, because it's not going to be the Packers tight ends. Yeah. All right, there you go. So there, there you there you have it. I guess I gave you your answer. There's the NFC North Fantasy Football Preview. 
Why don't we talk some whiskey? Yes, let's talk some whiskey. By the way, before you get into it, this old fashioned was very good. I needed this after being out mowing in the uh, the hot day, the bumpy yard. Most though, men mow their yard. I don't want to say most men, but in my opinion, most men mow their yard and come in and have a nice cold beer. My man comes in and has a whiskey. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, I mean, with our mower, there's the stress of wondering, is it going to break down again? You fixed it. <laughs> I did fix Look it. Look at you. You're becoming such a handyman. I'm working on it. <laughs> Life <laughs> skills that we need. Anyway. Um, yeah. Let's talk whiskey. about Yellowstone. We are drinking. Like I, said. I feel like you're Rip and I'm Jimmy. You're like, would you shut the fuck up, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> it's my Jimmy or my Rip impersonation. Go on. This whiskey. It was pretty good, Justin. Yellowstone Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, from the hand-picked collection, single barrel, we, I don't know if I already said this, but it's 115 proof. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a strong one. It's a strong one. And it was barreled back on 3-24 of 2016, so March 24th of that year. Um, I have no idea how long it was aged. I want to say it's a four-year bourbon, because I was like, oh, that's seven years ago, because they have four-year and seven-year. Oh, they have six-year, too, but I don't think this is their six-year. Anyway... Um, but this can't be, it we've had say. this for, no, it doesn't say. That's weird. Usually they'll but say. But I will tell you the barrel number. Are you ready for this? Yes. 7,346,982. Wow. <laughs> that's was a like, lot of barrels. Oh, that's a lot of digits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Digits is a completely different bourbon, honey. I about. know. <laughs> anyway, their handpicked collection is a series of single barrels that are each handpicked and sampled at the distillery. Which is the Limestone Branch Distillery. More on that to come. And each, what I like about single barrels is that each barrel is going to be different from the next. Each one's going to have its own unique flavor. I like single barrels. So you could go get another bottle that's not this, uh, from the 7,346,982 barrel and have a completely different tasting bourbon. Yeah, for sure. Um, are they all bottled the same proof? Do you know? I'm kind I of putting you on the know. spot. Sorry, well, so I was here's just curious. The thing. I assume so. They are, I but... said there. This is the Limestone Branch Distillery in Lebanon, Kentucky. You, you can go on to limestonebranch.com, get all kinds of information. However, of all of their bourbons and whiskeys on there, this is not listed. They have the Yellowstone Select, which is very good. I tried that. Josh had it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, they do not have the handpicked collection online. Interesting. Maybe they so, don't have any more. I have no idea. I don't know. I guess I don't either. Anyway, the just to give you some history. So the Limestone Branch Distillery in Lebanon, Kentucky, they were established like Yellowstone, I guess. Bourbon was established way back in 1872, and it's currently owned by the two Beam brothers, Stephen and Paul Beam, obviously related to Jim Beam. They are a seventh generation distiller. Interesting. Yes. So they opened the Limestone Branch Distillery in 2011. So they have the history of distilling on both sides of their family with Beam and Dant. Dant was who I believe started Yellowstone. Okay. And so, yeah, like I said, seventh generation distillers. Was it Colby Dant? I wasn't going to put him out there on the spot like that, Justin. (laughs) No, there's not a lot of information 
Um, I tried to find some, but I failed. But yes, dance. <laughs> dance. Well, there's dance. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but moving on. What are you doing to me? So like I said, they opened Limestone Branch Distillery in 2011, and they brought Yellow, the Yellowstone brand back to the family in 2015 as one of their bourbons. So it's now home to Yellowstone Select, Yellowstone Limited Edition, and Minor Case Rye Whiskey as well. Oh, Yes, yes, limestone branch, minor case rye. Uh, yeah. A listener requested that we do that. I want, oh, I want to try it. Too. Well, we have to. A listener requested it. Well, there you go. And they also have a newer addition, Bowling and Birch Gin. Oh, so Haley, friend. if you're yeah. listening, there's a gin out there. Yeah, <laughs> for you to try. Um, but like its name, it's named after the country's Yellowstone National Park. And whoa, it's not named after the show. Absolutely. Yeah. Back in 1872. Yeah. All right. Go on. Okay. But it is, it was created to honor the park's remarkable beauty and pioneering spirit. And what I really like about Yellowstone whiskey is that they donate money to the National Parks Conservation Association. So the MPCA. Nice. Yearly. And in 2023, they're donating, donating $250,000 to the NPCA Making it the largest annual corporate donor. That's awesome. That's yeah. a quarter mil. That is. So let's kind of get into how this is made. They use an open pollinated white heirloom corn, which makes for a slightly lighter whiskey flavor. And of course, c- corn accounts for 75% of the grain bill, 13% rye, 12% mal- malted barley. Um, It kind of not so incidentally came from... Stephen and Paul Beam's grandfather's notes. <laughs> so and they're like, no, I created this. <laughs> no, they give credit. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so one of the, I'm not going to go into the whole process of how they make their whiskey, but there are some key things here that I think make their whiskey a little unique. So when they're cooking the grains, a lot of the larger distilleries cook all the grain at one time together, but they start at 200 degrees um, or higher to break down the starches of the corn and then they cook it in three stages they then add um, they lower the temperature after the corn is cooked and add in the rye then they lower it again and add in the malted barley hmm. and then after the grains are cooked they lower the temperature and add in the yeast and this is really this is what I think is really cool their yeast is a strain that is used by Stephen and Paul's great-grandfather and grandfather that was reclaimed through DNA from a yeast jug that was on display in the Oscar Getz Whiskey Museum in Bardstown, Kentucky. Wow. That's getting really science It is. I think this is amazing. So this strain <laughs> goes back to their ancestors, Guy Beam and Minor Case, and probably a lot further back. But who thinks of that? So they right. go into the Oscar Getz Whiskey Museum they take that jug and they get DNA from the yeast that was in that yeast jug way back when. Mm-hmm. That's and they cool. create yeast out of it. That's like, very with it. cool. And that yeast goes into the bourbon. So that is just... Super unique. Yes. I was like, sure. oh my gosh. I was just getting all like giddy over it. <laughs> um, and then, of course, they age their bourbon in charred oak barrels. Let's get into this profile. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of one, especially because this particular right. I'll bottle. make my own. Yeah, profile. I was going to say, get creative. Tell me the truth, Justin. So it's interesting when you smell it, 
I smell corn, but it's not your typical sweet corn. It's like a, if you grabbed a stalk of corn and sniffed it to me. That's what I smell. How many stalks of corn do you grab and sniff? Oh, I've smelled corn before before you cook it. Um, <laughs> that's that's just what I get. Do you do you agree with that or? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. It smells like corn to me. It. Oh gosh, alcohol. <laughs> it's got a strong it, alcohol this, taste for sure. So, full transparency. I think I made a bomb old fashioned with this, <laughs> but I, <laughs> why? A bomb old fashioned. It is. You're this so is... hip, honey. I know. <laughs> anyway, this, I didn't, I, I'm going to try it again and try to give it an honest try. I did not like drinking this straight. It was mm-hmm. burn. And this old fashioned that I made burns. Yeah. It has a little burn, but it's like really good. Yeah, there was no burn in it for me, but it was very good. The whiskey definitely stands out. It's one of the things I like about higher proof, cast strength, barrel strength, whatever. In mixed drinks, they stand out. You're instantly warmed when you take yeah, a drink. Oh, absolutely. Instantly warmed. Um, it, the I, bur- what is about this? The, it burns all the way to my stomach, Justin. <laughs> I can feel it hitting my stomach now. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the taste I have when I hold it in my mouth. All right, I'm going to try to hold it. Yeah, there's this something... Only my, I did need to do three sips first. This is going to be my second sip. All right, while you do that, I'll talk. There's something about when I hold it in my mouth, there's a familiar taste, and it's weird because it's a rich, sweet taste. When you hold it and let that burn pass, it's almost my brain wants to call it chocolate, but I know it's not chocolate. But it is something sweet and rich like that when you can just hold it and let the burn pass. And then you have a lot of oak. There's a lot of smoke and oak. It tastes almost like a smoked bourbon. Miranda's trying to hold it in and she's making all sorts of faces. I don't think she let the burn pass. I can't. It just burned all my taste buds off. Oh my gosh, you're so dramatic. (laughs) I'm not. Uh Uh-uh. I can't do this one straight. Neat. Maybe. This? I think I I need to add a couple drops of water to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Please hold. <laughs> this, um, it's definitely a sipping whiskey. I will say that. This is one to sip or to mix. But there's just something sweet to me Justin, that I'm getting from I it. Justin, I literally, like, you know when you drink really hot coffee? Yeah. That's what my mouth feels like, but even the roof of my mouth feels like that from holding that whiskey in. I was going to call you a name, but I won't. Um... <laughs> I'm being honest. This I know. Is, this yeah. is a rough one. It's rough. It 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 is a little rough. And I will say that their their select or whatever it is, just the normal proofed one is better in my opinion. But I do find some aspects of this one that I like. Okay. I added a few drops of water from uh-huh. my water bottle here into it and it is much smoother. Mhm. Do I don't get the burn sweetness? I still have in my throat. I don't think I'm going to taste not taste, but experience any burn now that I held that in my mouth. Do you have any sweetness that you're picking up or is it just Yeah, me? there's sweetness there, but it's hard to focus on the sweetness when there's uh-huh. so much burn. Is it? It's not chocolate though. No. The only thing I can think of is chocolate, but I know it's not chocolate. I can't figure out. This is why I'm not a true whiskey sommelier. It like becomes <laughs> kind of creamy. I don't know how to describe it either, but I'm not doing that again. <laughs> it's very good in a mixed drink. I have come to find that I really like the higher proofs in mixed drinks. Well, yeah, because they fashion. stand out. They really stand out, and they're much more drinkable. <laughs> but 
this old fashioned what? Go ahead. This old fashioned. No, what, just, what is this I've about? got an idea. Okay, give me your idea. No, so Dylan Carney mm-hmm. from Savage and Cook mentioned sometimes when he's tasting, he thinks of like candy from the past. I don't know why. I and it's it could just be me, but this is a warm Milky Way, a warm melted Milky Way in my mouth. I promise you, that's what my brain is tasting. I I realize you gave me a look like what the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> but but that's what I'm getting. I'm getting like a warm melted Milky Way because it's not full on chocolate, mm-hmm. and it's got that kind of creaminess. And maybe you're you're starting to taste it a little bit, but I you don't, don't want to say I'm right. I, I don't know, see. Justin, because I just I don't like that I held that in my mouth for that long. Because that's it, what she said. It burns. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it spicy? Um, <laughs> so you're not sold on this one straight. Um, I like it for no, sipping with whiskey. Adding no. s- a couple drops of water, there is mm-hmm. nothing wrong with adding a couple drops of water to your whiskey. So and yeah. I think that it made it more much more mellow. But I prefer this one in the old fashioned. Hands down, it is great in an old fashioned. Something we haven't really talked about on the show. I also like to enjoy a, a cigar like once a month. I don't have them very often. But when yep. I do, I like a whiskey that you just slip, sip slowly. This seems like it would be a perfect complement to a cigar. Um, I know a lot of people like, um, they call them sip sips and sticks. But I think this is a perfect whiskey to pair with a cigar. A rough cigar. not a fruity one for sure take the edge off of a rough cigar. not a fruity cigar but yeah a a tobacco forward cigar Mm. yeah for sure well we got some different opinions on it but i i am a fan i it's a good i think i recommend it like it's really good in the old-fashioned i was as soon as i took a sip of it i was like oh yeah this is good yeah yeah it's good you have anything else on yellowstone no, but if you can find a bottle of this, pick it up. I suggest getting it if you, you like to make old fashions. Do you have anything else on the NFC North except that the Bears are going to dominate? You, I'm just going to say it one more time. You need to be planning your draft, drafting NFC North players. Yeah. No, you made a, a, an excellent case for that. Check out next week when we have AFC South preview and... Victoria Edie Butler. I'm so excited. I think we're going to have two episodes, but we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to fit better that way. Check out in two weeks when we have the NFC South and the Foundry Distilling with Brandon and Brian. Where we will be on site. On site. And you're going to be hearing more from them. We're excited about that as well. And we just, we got a lot of exciting things coming up. So make sure you, you hit that follow button. You subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, follow our YouTube um, at Old Fashioned We didn't FB. mention our May giveaway. We, we are should, still doing yeah. a May giveaway. Yes. Um, we are looking for a possible sponsor for that if somebody wants to sponsor it. Yeah. Because we had Savage and Cook sponsor our April giveaway yes. right now for May. Anyone who subscribed, followed us at Old Fashioned FB on Twitter and left a review in the month of April, that did not win April's giveaway, is automatically entered into the May giveaway. And yeah. anyone else, if you have not subscribed to us, followed Old Fashioned FB on Twitter and left us a review or a rating, please go out and do so. If you're leaving just a rating, send us a DM of that screenshot so that we can include your name in our drawing for May. And the prizes right now is... A, 
an old-fashioned football t-shirt from the SGPN merch store and two handshakes of any whiskeys from our bar that we have reviewed on the show. And I'm going to kick it up here. Okay, you're kicking it up here. Yes. Um, reviews help the alg- algorithms, and we, we want to grow our audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the name of the game in podcasting, despite the fact that we're just having a lot of fun, and we appreciate all of you. If you send us a DM of Spotify, and you've also left a review on Apple. We'll put your name in twice. Twice, yep. Absolutely. Beat you to it, Justin. Yeah, you saw where I was going <laughs> I, mean, with I it. did. <laughs> but yeah, so make sure you do that. Reach out to us at Old Fashioned FB or J Mark's Wifey or J Mark Football. We'd love to talk with you. Make sure you're sending questions too. If you have specific questions about divisions, send them in. Or it could be about whiskey. We'd could love be about... to throw another mailroom in. I missed yeah. the mailroom. So last week when we brought the mailroom back, it was awesome. Our good friend and listener Cody Zeeb was mad at me last week because I didn't have a mailroom song or mailroom oh. song audition. He you loves know, the Cody, auditions. I love those auditions too. I want him to be good though. When he just shows up <laughs> with just lame shit i don't want that i would never (laughs) where you're like oh shoot i forgot about my audition for the mailroom no but you're gonna need to get creative i still like the the postman from the postman and the blues clues song (laughs) (laughs) blues clues was yeah Thomas the Train was decent too, but yeah. I don't know, seven-year-old days. (laughs) Anyways, that's all I have. Um, How's your old-fashioned looking over there? My old-fashioned is gone. Going once, going twice. Sold. Old-fashioned football.